Narrator, read by Tricia G. Act Four of Treasure Island, a play in four acts, by Jules Eckert Goodman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, The Stockade. When the curtain rises, it is early dawn. The pirates are in possession of the stockade, but there are only six of them left. These are asleep about the stockade. Silver leans against one of the posts of the porch, asleep, his parrot perched upon a stick just above him. Among the pirates are Mary, Morgan, Dirk, and Anderson. Several of them have their heads bandaged as if wounded. For a moment after the curtain goes up, nothing happens. Then over the wall there comes Jim. In the half-light he stumbles around, peering at the sleepers. Finally he comes up to Silver, and then he discovers that the pirates now occupy the stockade. With a cry he stumbles back and starts away, but just as he does so the parrot cries out, Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! Immediately there is a stir, and Jim, as he runs toward the gate, bolts into Mary, who has awakened and is sitting up on the ground. Squire! Squire! Silver! George Mary, catching Jim, who struggles. No, you don't. No, you don't. Let me be. Let me be. Silver. Silver. They are all awake by this time, and it is now light. What is it? Look here. Here's a nice little catch. Well, shiver my timbers if it ain't James Hawkins. I ain't looking brash as ever. I'd like to. Come, lad, speak up. As Jim stands with his back against the wall and refuses to answer. Just dropped in for an early morning call. Still Jim refuses to answer. Now I take that friendly. Well, lad, speak up. Speak up. Dr. Livesey Squire Trelawney. This here gets me it do, but lad, I'm going to know what you've been up to. I'll not say a word until you tell me where my friends are. What? The little rat. Both he and Morgan make a movement toward Jim. To Morgan and Mary. Who's captain here? Turning to Jim. I want you to recognize your position. Here you are with us, who, you'll admit, ain't got no cause to be too friendly. Aye, that's right. So the truth, lad, the truth. I have a right to know first what's what, why you're here, and where my friends are. What's what? Ah, uh, he'd be a lucky one as knowed that. To Mary. Batten down your hatches. To Jim. Now come, lad, come. Not until you tell me. You won't, eh? We'll see. To Morgan. Hold there, Tom Morgan. As Morgan growls angrily, Jim's right, it's only fair he knows. Turns to Jim. Last night down came Dr. Lizzie with a flag of truce. Silver, says he, let's bargain. A pretty bargain it was. Angrily to Mary. It's the bargain I made, him and me, him and his friends to give up this place and us not to touch him. And why? Because they had ammunition we needed, because they had this place we needed, because they can't get away. Why did they change then? They thought they'd get out and make for the ship and leave us here, and I let em think so. Sinisterly. I've got the only boat to reach that ship, and I've got it hidden. I've beaten them, fooled them at every turn. Oh, have you? I by gum I have. Well, then, look there. The ship's gone. Well, shiver my timbers. There is great astonishment among the men. For a moment they seem stunned. Then suddenly there is growing excitement. Marooned! Tricked! beaten, fooled. With a sudden cry, they make a dash toward Jim. 
Wait. As the men growl angrily, Silver speaks meaningly to Jim. Jim, at bay. I'm not such a fool that I don't know what I have to look for. The men shout at him, aye, aye, and threaten. Well, let the worst come. It's little I care. But there's a thing or two I have to tell you first. You're in a bad way. Ships lost, treasures lost, men lost, your whole business gone, Trebek. There is a growl from the men. And do you want to know who did it? Why, I did it. Morgan starts for Jim. You, I'll slit his throat, Dowl. Silver thunders at Mary and Morgan. I was in the apple barrel. I heard you and Morgan and Hans, all of you, and told every word of it. And as for the Hispaniola, it was I who cut her hawser. It was I who killed the men you had aboard her. You? You? I killed them, I tell you, and I brought that ship where you'll never see her more, not one of you. Laughs on my side. I've had the top of this business from the first, and I no more fear you than I do a fly. As the men threaten, but are held back by silver. Kill me if you please, or spare me. But one thing I'll say. If you spare me, bygones are bygones. And when you fellows are in court for piracy, I'll save you all I can. Kill me and do yourselves no good, or spare me and keep a witness to save you from the gallows. The men, with the exception of Silver, are in a little group whispering together. Silver stands and stares at Jim. His manner has changed. He is no longer threatening, but rather sly, as if feeling his way. So, you cut the boat adrift? Yes. And you know where it is, eh? But I'm not going to tell. That boy's not going to live. Then by thunder, here goes. Morgan, with knife drawn, springs toward Jim, right center, but Silver suddenly jumps in front of the boy and stands between him and the men. Avast there, Tom Morgan. Maybe you think you're captain here. By the powers, I'll teach you better. Have I lived this many years, and a son of a rum-punching cock has had a thwart my house at the latter end of it? Well, I'm ready. Take a cutlass, in that dares, and I'll see the color of his insides. As the men all draw away in a group and whisper together, I'm captain here by election, and because I'm the best man by a long sea-mile. You won't fight, then by thunder you'll obey. I like that boy. He's more man than any pararazzi you hear. And let me see him that'll lay a hand on him. During this part of the speech, the men have come back with Mary at their head. Well, you seem to have something to say. Pipe up and let me hear it. Ax your pardon, sir. You're pretty free with some of the rules. Maybe you'll kindly keep your eye on the rest. Meaning by that? This crew's dissatisfied. This crew don't rally bullying a marlin spike. This crew has rights, and by your own rules we can talk together. I ax your pardon, sir, acknowledging you as captain at this present, but I claim my right and step inside for a council. With an elaborate sea salute, he marches into the log house. One after another, the rest followed his example, each making a salute as he passed. Crew's right. Salutes and goes in. According to rules. Salutes and goes in. Folksle council. Salutes and goes in. Aye, sir. Folksle's council. Silver, intensely and confidentially, as soon as they're gone. Jim, you're within half a plank of death. Jim draws back at the idea of torture. What are they going to do? First they're going to tip me the black spot. Same as Billy Bones. Aye. Takes Jim by the arm. But I'm going to stand by you, lad, through thick and thin. What? I'll confess I didn't mean to till you spoke up and told about that ship. Once I looked into the bay and see her gone, well, I'm tough, but I gave out. Ship gone, neck gone, that's about the size of it. 
intensely to Jim. Sure you've got her hidden? I'll not tell where. And I'm not going to ask. But you're sure she's safe? Yes, sure. That being the case, why did the doctor give me that? Draws out the chart surreptitiously. What? As Jim looks startled. I look at it. Is that the right one? Is it? I don't know how you got this. What torture you put them to, to make them give it to you, but you'll never get that treasure. Never. Eh? I've got that ship, and I've got her hidden, and I am not going to tell you where she is. No matter what you do. Never. Never. You may get the treasure, but we've got the ship, Mr. Silver, and we won't give her up. I lad, a proper spirit, but just now I'm thinking I'm your last card here, and by the living thunder, you're mine. I'll save your life, so be I can. From them in there. But tit for tat, you save Long John when the time comes. I'll do what I can. A bargain. Now understand, I'm on the squire's side, and I know you've got that ship hidden. As Jim starts to protest. There, lad, I'm not asking what I know when a game's up. I do, and I know a lad that's staunch. Ah, you that's young. You and me might have done a power good together. As the men reappear on the porch. Here they come. Stand up, Plucky, and by thunder I still have a shot in my locker. As the buccaneers hesitate to approach. Well, step up, I won't eat you. Which has it, you, Mary? Comes timidly forward. Aye, sir. Well, hand it over, lubber, I know the rules. I won't hurt a deputation. Mary hands Silver a piece of paper. Silver glances at it and then hands it to Jim. Jim, do you know what that is? The black spot. Right you was. Looks over Jim's shoulder. Hello, look here now. Where would you say that was cut from? The Bible, sir. See, it reads, Without her dogs and murderers. And very fitting, too. What fool's cut a Bible? You, Mary? Aye, aye, sir. Well, no good'll come of it. You'll swing for it. It ain't lucky. Aye, aye, sir. Oh, ain't it. This crew has tipped you the black spot in full council, as in duty bound. Just you turn it over and see what's wrote there. Thank you, George. You always was brisk for business. Well, what is it? Turns it over and reads. D-E-P-P-O-S-E-D. Depth posed. And very prettily wrote, I swear. Come, you don't fool this crew no more. You're over now. Thought you said you know the rules. Well? Well, according to rules, I'm still your captain till you out with your grievances and I reply. All right, then. First and last you made a hash of this crew. And now for some reason you're holding back that boy from us. You've bungled the whole thing. Bungled, is it? You say bungled. Aye, aye, bungled. Aye, by gum, if you could see how bad it's bungled. We are that near the gibbet, my neck stiff with thinking on it. And do you know all that stands between us and to swing and sun-dry? That boy, he might be our last chance. By thunder, you've neither senses but our memory. I let the squire and his friends go. All right. And do you want to know why? Well, that's why. Takes out the map and throws it on the ground. I got what I wanted. I got the map. As the men pick up the map and look at it. I look at it. Mull it over, you rum punchins. Is that the real one this time or not? J.F. and a score below. With a close hitch in it. Flint's fist. Blood and bones, mate. It's the map. We've got the map. Long John. Long John Silver. So that's your true word. Captain Silver. Captain Silver. Captain Forever. Come, mates. Picks and shovels. I the treasure. Flint's treasure chest. George Mary, as they get things. Wait. Well? When we do find this money, how are we to get it home in us no ship? By the powers, that's right. Arrow, appealing to Silver. Long John. Aye, then tell us that, Silver, tell us that. 
I how how. By the powers, but you ain't got the invention of a cockroach. You can't find a way to get that money home. Not you. It's silver, silver. Well, then I tell you, there's your map, and that's the way to Flint's treasure. Chest, picks, and shovels it is. And once we find it, then by thunder, if this lad doesn't lead us to that boat, I'll cut his heart out. That's, that's right. right. Kill, Kill him. him. Long John. Curtain. Act 4, Scene 2. The Spyglass Mountain. A heavily wooded mountainside, with trees and shrubs on all sides, and a thick undergrowth terminating in a large tree at center and up, the base which alone can be seen. In front of this tree there is a small plateau, grown up on every side with shrubs. At right, among the shrubs, and partly concealed by them, a skeleton, with hands over its head pointing to tree, and feet extended in opposite direction. When the curtain rises, the pirates, with the exception of Dick, are seen grouped around silver and studying the map. Dick sits upon a log, a little apart, his head in his hands as if sick. Read it out, Barbecue. Silver reads from map. Tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of north-northeast. Skeleton island, east-southeast and by east ten feet. This is spyglass shoulder. And plenty of big trees. Enough for all of us and more. He buried it well, Flint did, in a wicked spot. Dick starts up. Listen. What? That's the third time. Eh? Third time of what? It sounds like someone crying. It's a touch of the sun you've got, Dad. Turns to study his map. I tell you I heard it. Heard it clear. Reading from the map. Tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of north-north-east. Turns to the men. Well, lads, here we are. Scatter and look. Try every tree. Keep an eye for some sign. Scatter with you. The men spread about the mountain, looking at different trees. To Jim, who has seated himself. Come, lad. I'm tired, sir. Come. It's no time to be tired, lad. We're getting near to the treasure chest. Keep a sharp watch for whatever happens. Dick suddenly cries out. There. There. There it is again. Comes running up to Silver. Don't you hear it? Don't you? As Silver stares at him. It isn't the sun. I did hear it, I tell you. Silver, with meaning to Jim. Jim, did you hear anything? No, sir. Nonetheless, I did hear it. I know I did. As Silver turns away, suddenly Morgan, upon the hillside, gives a shout. There, you see? What is it, Tom? He and all the men rush to where stands Morgan, who is regarding a skeleton he has found. What is it? Look there. The men all look and then draw back. By the powers, a skeleton! I know I heard something. Now, who do you think that might be? Morgan bends over. He was a seaman, least ways is his good sea cloth. You wouldn't think to find a bishop here, I reckon. Silver, who has been studying the skeleton. Aye, but what sort of a way is that for bones to lie? Hands pointing one way, feet t'other. Like a blessed diver he is. Taint in nature. It ain't not a fact. Lads, I'm thinking if this could be one of Flint's jokes now. As the men question. Six came ashore when he buried the treasure. None came back. Could this fellow be one of them now? Examines the skeleton. Long bones and hair's been yellow. Allard eyes. Aye, that might be Allard eyes. You mind him, Mary? Aye, that I do. He owed me money, he did, and took my knife ashore with him. 
Well, there's little enough about him now. Not a thing left. Not a copper doit nor a backy box. That's queer. Flint weren't a man to pick a seaman's pocket. By thunder, that's right. It don't look natural to me. No, by gum it don't. Not natural and not nice. Great guns, messmates. But if Flint was living now, this would be a hot spot for you and me. Six they were, and six are we, and bones is what they are now. Dick starts up. There. There it is again. Avast there, Dick. Flint's dead. Ay, I saw him with these here deadlights. Billy Bones took me in, and there he lay with penny pieces in his eyes. Ay, but if ever sparrow walked, it would be Flint's. Dear heart, but he died hard. Rage and hollered from rum and sang fifteen men. It was main hot, and the windy was open, and I hear that old song coming out as clear as clear, and the death hull on the man already. Come, still that talk. Flint's dead, and he won't walk. He's wise who can say that. As for this fellow here, Points to Skeleton. I've taken a notion in my old numbskull. Flint hauled him here and laid him down by compass. What for? For a pinter. What? There is general excitement among the men. Silver to Morgan, to whom he hands compass. Tom, here's the compass. Just take a bearing along the lines of them bones. I'm thinking maybe them and the signs we're looking for, mates. Well? While the men wait eagerly. East, southeast, and by east. Silver reads from map and the chart reads east southeast and by east it's one of flint's jokes and no mistake there's our way lads flint's treasure up with you men up with you the men with cries start up dick suddenly what what the men turn angrily you must hear it now you must from the distance and in a weird voice there is heard fifteen men on a dead man's chest yo Ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. There is sudden consternation among the pirates as they stop, stunned. Flint's voice. I in his song. I told you I heard it. I told you. He were an ugly devil, were Flint, and that blew in the face. Blue, that's the word. That was how the rum took him. Silver, suddenly recovering. Come, come, this won't do. Stand by to go about. No, no, Long John. This is only someone skylarking, someone that's flesh and blood. It was Flint's way of singing. Aye, and his tones, I'll swear to that. I tell you it's flesh and blood, and I'll prove it to you. I'm going up there. Those of you who are not white-livered rats will come after me. He starts up the mountain, and the others begin timidly to follow. Stop. Oh, stop. Now by the powers, Dick, another word, and I'll run you through. Listen. In terror, they all stop, and there comes from the distance a wailing voice. Darby McGraw! Darby McGraw! Darby McGraw! Listen to that! Aye. Fetch after rum, Darby McGraw! That fixes it. They was his last words. No one on this island ever heard of Darby but us here. It's Flint, mates. I'm going back. Belay there. I never feared Flint alive, and by the powers I'll face him dead. Belay there, John. Don't you cross the spirit. Spirit? Well, maybe. Why, you weren't punching if you'd listen, you'd have noticed the echo. Well? Well, no man has ever seen a spirit with a shadow. Well, then, what's he doing with an echo to him, eh? And as for that voice, it may be like Flint's, but it's a deal more like another's. Whose? Ben Gunn's. By the powers it is. Ben Gunn? Aye, Ben Gunn, that's who it is. But Ben Gunn ain't alive any more Flint. Sho, nobody minds Ben Gunn, dead or alive. Let's turn back, Silver. Aye, back it is. No, by thunder, no. 
I'm here to get that stuff, and I'll not be beat a man or double. There's seven hundred thousand pounds up there, and when did ever gentleman of fortune show his stern to that much, and for a boozy old seaman and him dead? So up with you. Here's our line for the pole star and the jolly dollars. By this time he has reached the plateau. The minute he sees it, he draws back. Come on with you. With a shout, the men all go up and shout through following. Come on, mate. Up, lads, up. All together now. Morgan, who has gone on ahead, gives a shout, and the men rush to him. What? It's here. Flynn's treasure chest. Shouts. All dig. The living rovers, that's right. In with you and dig. Dig away. Not a thing. Not a coin. And do you think you'd find it on the top? No dig, I tell you. Dig. A two-guinea piece. Ah, what did I say? Flint buried it deep. You'll find it. A board with walrus written on it. Flint ship, you're getting close to it now. Seven hundred thousand pounds. Think of that, lads. Fortunes for all of us. Seven hundred thousand pounds. All of Flint's treasure. All of... Stops and thunders loudly. By all the powers... What? Gone. I gone. Not a blessed thing more. Fold. Beaten. Tricked. Ay, lads, tricked, and it's that old cripple there as done it. That's why he's protected that boy. Stand by for trouble, lad. It's you and me again the five. Look at the face of him and you'll see it written there. He's sold us, mate, sold us. Kill, Kill him! Kill, Kill him. him! Gather forward. Stop. First one that puts a foot across that rim, I fire. Then by thunder, you'll have to fire. Here goes. Shooting of Mary and other pirate. My lads, we've got em. Silver draws cutlass. Pirates start. Shots off stage. Fall. Silver, as they start to approach, draws cutlass. Stand back, or by the powers. We've got you, Long John. We're three to one. Now then, mates, from all sides. All together, now. Charge and shots are heard. Gun, Gray, and Doctor rush in. Jim. Safe, sir. I've got the lad safe. Ben Gunn. I, I'm Ben Gunn, I am. How do, Mr. Silver? Pretty well, thank you, says you. And to think it's you who'd stun me. Ben Gunn, by gum. Curtain. Act 4, Scene 3, Ben Gunn's Cave. Jim, discovered, and Ben Gunn packing golden bags. English and French, Spanish and Portuguese, Louis and Georges, doubloons and double guineas, Moidors and sequins, look, pictures of all the kings in those strange oriental pieces with wisps of string like spider's webs. Ay, lad, there it is. Flint's treasure, all of it. <laughs> Three years, day by day, it took Ben Gunn to fetch it here. What a fortune to be taking home. Home, ay, that's it, lad. Home. You'll be taking me with you, lad. You'll not be leaving, Ben Gunn. The squire has given his word. Aye, that he has. That night you came here from my boat and sent me to him. Squire, says I, Jim Hawkins has sent me and tells me as how you're all in a clover hitch. Well, says I, let's bargain. Flint's treasure for a passage home. Done, says he. And you can rely on that, Ben Gunn. Ahoy, shipmates! Ahoy! What's that? Gunn rushes to entrance of cave. Here, here, mates! 
And look, the ship, she's at anchor. We got her safe. Gunn stays outside watching ship until curtain. Enter Smollett, Squire, Dr. Livesey, Gray, Joyce, and Silver. Jim, my lad, we found the Hispaniola just where you left her. There she rides. And now, lads, it's home. Home and fortune for us all. Aye, aye, sir. John Silver, you are a prodigious villain and monstrous impostor. Yes, sir. But because you stood by this boy, I am told not to prosecute you. But dead men, sir, hang about your neck like millstones. Thank you kindly, sir. I dare you to thank me. Stand back. And now, men, to load, to load. Wait, Jim Hawkins. Yes, sir. Jim, there is not a man here but recognizes that if we have found this treasure and are taking it safe home, we owe it all to you. I am proud of you, lad. Gentlemen, I propose a salute to Jim Hawkins, officer of the Crown. All saluting. Jim, Jim Hawkins. Hawkins! Curtain. End of Act Four. End of Treasure Island, a play in four acts by Jules Eckert Goodman.